0: Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, we are here, as you can see from how long this episode is not, we're doing a little short one, kind of taking a breather, want to give you guys some space, some time, want to give myself some space, some time. Um, it is the Jewish holiday of Passover. First night is tonight. Passover, not to dwell too much on this because I'm not super religious, but I do like the story behind things, is the story of freedom and emancipating ourselves from whatever is keeping us enslaved, which is kind of ironic because we're all technically trapped inside our houses right now. But I'd like us all to take a moment this week, over the next week, to appreciate what we have freed ourselves from in the last year, whether it's body image, a certain story we were telling ourselves, a job, a bad relationship, Um, a bad relationship with something like dating, whatever it is, take a moment. I encourage you to reflect on what you freed yourself from and then think about what you would like to free yourself from going forward. So if there's still something lingering, whether it's pressure to be productive while you're at home, pressure to be or look or seem a certain way, whether it's, you know, something you've been trying to get done that At the end of the day, it's just not important enough to you or a relationship you're in that isn't great, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or a habit or a story. What have you freed yourself from? And what would you like to free yourself from? And I would love to hear what that is. If you want to email me, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. I will also be taking your questions over the next few weeks. A lot of people are feeling kind of lost and aimless, not sure what to do. Or maybe you'd like to talk about something completely unrelated to the quarantine. I am here for your questions. I'd love to hear them. I'd also like to make a request for people who are in relationships at this time. If anyone is in a relationship during this quarantine, whether you are quarantining with that person or not, and there are various reasons for both, I would love to have you on the show. I've had a lot of people who are kind of figuring out how to date during this time. I'd love to have some people who are quarantining or not with a significant other and how that is going. I'll share a little bit about my own experience. I did talk about it some last week, but I felt like, I brushed over it a bit, kind of saying like, everything's great, we're fine, we have a schedule. All that's true, but I also just want to add some tips for people who are in relationships. If you're not quarantining together, remember that everybody handles their anxiety differently. Everyone's going to have a different reaction. Some people are going to need more communication, being more in touch. Some people are going to need more kind of alone time and space with their thoughts. We're all having like a low grade level of anxiety right now it's great to reach out. It's also great to give yourself and your partner space. I also think if you are living with or quarantining with your partner, it's important to remember there too that people handle anxiety differently. So, For instance, I need constant attention and affection. My fiance needs a little bit more space and time to do his own thing. That's why I'm fine with him playing video games or, you know, I take time to read by myself. Uh, I try not to be like, but we need to spend this time together because obviously we have unlimited time together. But also the time we spend together, I want it to be nice and thoughtful and intentional and not just time spent because we're in the same room and I can't handle myself. I like our time together to be our walks or our dinner time or whatever it is but also to remember we both need time to ourselves and especially if you're living in an apartment as I am you kind of have to navigate that and how each person can have space and time and if your instincts like mine are a little needier you might think about okay how can I answer this need for myself how can I make myself feel better and calm my own anxiety and if your needs are more space Take that for yourself. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and then ask yourself, okay, but what might my partner need? Where could I challenge myself a little to give them what they need as well as what I need? But keep in mind that when you give yourself what you need, you're also giving your partner what they need because you're taking care of your own needs. That was confusing, but true. And I would say in general too, I was talking to another friend who's in a relationship, they're married, and she was like, we're just being really patient and kind with each other. And I think that is important too, is like, yeah, they might forget to pick up their dishes, or they might not feel like making dinner, or they might snap at you, or you might snap at them. And we all need to be really patient with ourselves and each other and kind and just know probably most people for whatever reason are not at their best, best, best self right now. And that's okay. And this is something we can also take into non-quarantine time, which is just always remembering the context of life and of people and that someone may be going through something or handling something in a different way than we do. And that's okay. They don't have to handle it the way we do. If they're an emotional eater, let them. Like, you know, it's nice to have an idea, an eye on each other's health, but it's also nice to just give each other space, treat each other like humans, be patient, be kind with anyone in your space, not just romantic relationships, but know that we're all dealing with this in different ways for different reasons, all different ways to be stressed right now. We don't need to add to each other's stress. And if you do be forgiving of yourself, that's okay. And I've just been apologizing left and right. I got to say, like, I'll get real fixated on something and snap. And then I realized I was wrong and I am not too proud to apologize. So now is the time to soften, be gentle, be kind, be patient, etc. Um, all of that said, some statistic came out that in China, once their quarantine was over, the divorce rate skyrocketed. Now, this partially could be because some divorces were going to happen anyway, and they just weren't able to file while they were quarantined. But also, I think some people are having a hard time being together 24-7, and, um, And in some cases, probably a little patience would go a long way. In other cases, yeah, people are probably figuring out they're not as compatible as they thought, and that might be a good thing. So like I said at the beginning, let's figure out what we can free ourselves from, whether it's an idea, a relationship, a habit, a story, and move forward with that for when we are free physically again. Uh, What else did I want to talk about? Okay, so I'll do a listener question. Then I will do some suggestions for that virtual dating stuff. And then that'll be that for this week. So let's do this listener question. Here we go. from Instagram. Hey Dahlia, I had such a fun winter dating so many funny stories from all the characters I met. Your podcast definitely kept me going out and meeting people, so thanks. Earlier this year, I met a great guy on Hinge and we have been seeing each other ever since. Things are going well and I'm feeling lucky to have a pandemic partner through this crazy time. Here's the thing. Early into the relationship, he asked to share my likes and preferences about sex, but I said I was too shy. Truth is, I have always been too shy and self-conscious to tell a partner what I like in the bedroom. But I want that to change. I want to be confident and feel comfortable talking about sex, my desires, all things fun and sexy. Do you have any advice how to open up, get comfortable, and start talking about the dirty? This was a great question. I like this question because there are some fun things about quarantine, and one of them can be... I'm finally going to tell my partner, you know, what I like sexually or this person I'm dating. You know, it can be because we're creating this little bubble of an environment. It could actually be a safe time to talk about these things, even though it feels intimidating because you're locked in with this person. Also, I want to say if you're early dating and you're Maybe trying out text sex or video sex for the first time. That can be a great way to experiment. You're not as vulnerable. You're not in real life. You can kind of text someone what you're into and then leave it there and, and walk away. So that can be fun so I told this person first of all there are a bunch of great books that can get you started kind of getting comfortable with your own sexuality figuring out what you like and also figuring out how to talk about it we've talked about one of them on this show before which is called come as you are there's another one that is called because it feels good that's a great book for getting to know your body and how to talk about it and then I went on to suggest this person you know First of all, it's baby steps. I think it was already a good step that she told him, I'm too shy right now, when he first asked about it. Now, you don't have to sit down and just like pour out everything you've ever wanted to try in one mouthful. You can, if that's easier for you. But if it's just, "Um, I'd like to try this one little thing. Or while you're having sex, bringing up this one little thing. Baby steps. And once you see that... He didn't freak out or get weirded out after the one little thing. You'll go on to the next thing. I'm also a big fan, as we know, of having these kind of harder conversations when we don't have to sit across from each other and stare. So maybe go for a walk. Maybe go for a walk with a thermos of wine, as I love to do, or a cocktail. Maybe go for a drive. I'm a big fan of being able to kind of look at something else and look straight ahead and say, have you ever thought about... Um, I'd like to try this. Something that worked, I'll be totally transparent with Matt and I early on was we took a road trip to visit my mom and we started listening to the Savage Love Cast, which is another love advice podcast, largely sex oriented and kink oriented on the way, and we were listening to it together, which was fun, and you could always suggest, sometimes we listen to it when we make dinner, we listen to it in the car that time for the first time, and kind of hearing other people talking about their sexuality and their kinks, and then being able to say like, oh, have you ever tried anything like that? Have you ever thought about anything like that? Are you interested? What are some of your kinks? Like hearing other people talk about it kind of normalizes it in a way, I think, and makes it less scary, especially because like, they feature a lot of really extreme kinks and most people have somewhat more vanilla tendencies so it can actually make you feel like, oh, that thing I want to try is like, quote, normal or not that uncommon or not as bad as, not bad, but someone who wants to wear a diaper. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that makes me feel like I can probably talk about mine if this person can talk with their partner about theirs. And the more... You can get comfortable talking with your partner about sex and kink, and I will say a glass of wine helps if you're a pot smoker, that probably helps too. Just whatever, to get yourself into the most relaxed state possible, and then just try little by little. And as Dan always says on his podcast, you tell a person one thing about yourself, you learn a lot about them. So if you tell them, you know, I've had this fantasy about being tied up and they're like oh my god what's wrong with you how could you like da-da. you're learning a lot more information about them that you probably wanted to know much more important how they respond than like what your small Kink or whatever actually is. So I encourage this person to be honest, but to allow herself baby steps, just one thing at a time, doing it in a way where you're not staring at each other. Mostly it sounds like he would be so happy to make you happy and he would want to. He's going to be happy for any information he gets. You're going to talk about it. If it's kind of an extreme kink and the person needs a day or two to think about it, that's fine too. You can say, do you have any questions you want to ask me? But if he judges you or is weirded out, that's probably something you need to just know. It's not a great time in quarantine to still be stuck with that person, but at least you know probably what you need to do when this is over. So I say, you know, with sex or with any topic that's kind of intimidating to talk to a newish partner or a partner you've had for a while about, um... Try doing it in a way where you can kind of do it little by little or by... There's also all kinds of... There's a website called OMG Yes that's all about different ways that women have found to be good for them sexually or... Let's see, what else is there? There's a show on Showtime that's pretty crazy called Sex with Sunny. We watched one episode. It was a bit much for us. But, you know, just getting more comfortable kind of talking about these things in general too is going to open up that conversation. Sometimes I'll bring it up, things up while we're making dinner. Like, it's almost like it seems unrelated, but I heard once that when you're lying down is actually when you're most vulnerable. And I think some people are like, oh, let's have this conversation right after we had sex or when we're lying in bed at Night. And it's like that can actually feel very vulnerable. And I feel like whenever I want to bring something up after sex, I'm like, I don't need to critique the performance that just happened. You know, I don't need to give notes right away. I can enjoy what happened. And then if there's something I want to add to it or take away from it, probably better when we've both kind of recovered from that post sex afterglow thing where you're kind of still pretty vulnerable and emotional and then we can talk about it when we're having a glass of wine, making dinner, driving in the car, going for a walk, whatever it is. So get yourself into a relaxed state and then just, you know, the hardest part is starting. Just starting those words coming out of your mouth. After that, it gets a lot easier and usually you will be pleasantly surprised by your partner's reaction, but they want to know just as much as you want to tell them. So they want to know, they want to make it good for you. Okay. I hope that was helpful. The other thing I want to remind you is if you're interested in being in this virtual dating blind date database, that is LJ Matchmaking. You can reach out to them on Instagram. You can reach out to me to connect you. And then I had a client who had an amazing virtual date. It was their second date with this person. They both decided to bring ideas for what they could do to make it a little more interesting than just sitting and talking to each other. So he brought a list of ideas, which I love. I'll read you the list now. It is alcohol tasting, finding a movie they could watch together with a good drinking game, listening and comparing their favorite music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, going for a walk while on the phone. So it doesn't have to be FaceTime. You don't have to be staring at each other. Go for a walk. Talk about what you're seeing. Uh, Doing a scavenger hunt in their respective bedrooms, which I guess they tried to do, but it didn't really work because she didn't have the first thing. So they ended up just showing each other random stuff in their room for like three hours. Dinner, lunch date, which they might be trying to do by going to a drive-in movie. I thought this was so cute. Two people go to a drive-in movie, have dinner in their cars, and they're across from each other in their cars so they can talk through the window while they're enjoying the movie. That's cute. And then there are all kinds of virtual tours of art museums, zoos, libraries. There's so many ways to be creative right now with these dates. It does not just have to be sitting staring at each other. You could be like, let's cook this recipe at the same time together and compare. Let's order food for each other. Yeah, let's listen to music. Let's do these hundred first date questions that you can find online. There's all kinds of ways to actually get to know someone better. And while, yes, the divorce rate may go up, I also think the start of some really beautiful relationships will happen. I think this is a beautiful opportunity for a foundation to be built that isn't just superficial or physical, that when we're forced to just sit and get to know each other, um, it can be a really beautiful thing. We might have conversations that are deeper Sooner than we normally would, because what else are we gonna do? And I think there's also something about being able to be in your bedroom lounging sitting on your bed, being surrounded by stuff you're comfortable with and familiar with that makes you happy, having a drink, not having to kind of be in this performative mode of the date, but a much more relaxed. If the phone makes you more comfortable, start there. Start with phone, graduate to FaceTime. So I think let's all be creative. I'd love to hear your ideas. I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear what you want me to talk about during this time. I want you to know that I'm here for all of you. I know some days it's hard and you just don't feel like doing anything and that's totally okay. I'd encourage you on like one virtual date a week. I think that's manageable and then you're still meeting new people, making new connections. Worst case scenario, it's like that old website, um, Chat Roulette, where where you just like find someone random to talk to. It's like that, you know, it's like least the least that will happen is you'll have an interesting conversation with an interesting person you may never talk to again. So who cares? So be explorative on the days you feel it. And on the days you need a break, take a break and don't beat yourself up about it. And for everyone, as I said, just to be patient and kind with each other, to be honest about what you need, to respect what the other person needs, to ask them what they need and listen, really listen. What can I do? How can I make you feel better? What would be, less anxiety provoking for you and then be willing to share what you need as well and reach out to friends and family. Now's not really the time if you're feeling, you know, lost, sad, anxious. Probably don't drink a bottle of wine and reach out to someone you're newly dating. Probably reach out to friends and family and people you love and feel supported by. That's pretty much what I have for you this week. Happy Passover to those of you who celebrate, to those of you who don't, to everyone, I would still encourage you to celebrate whatever it is that you freed yourself from this past year and to set an intention to free yourself from something going forward, because I think we could all stand to be freeing ourselves more and more every day. You're all great. I'm here for you if you need me, NotYourTherapistPodcast at gmail.com, NotYourTherapistPodcast on Instagram. Thank you, Josiah Thorngate, who is still editing this through this quarantine. He is such a wonderful prince. And Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing. And please do write me a review and rate this podcast and share it with your friends who need a little laughter, lightness, dating, romance, whatever right now. And thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun.